episode two of the Rebrand Yourself After 30 podcast. My guest is Nordelise Vega. Nordelise, when I recorded this with her, it was far under the age of 30. She was actually one of my first guests in an earlier iteration of my podcast I called The Good Vibes Project. But she was so impressive, and the things that she said were so good to hear and to share with others that I'm keeping here in my list of episodes. Uh, Nordelise Vega has founded a number of organizations. She uh, is higher in the Girl Scouts. Uh, she is, uh, at this point, probably now a college student. Uh, I met with her and talked with her when she was, I believe, 15 or 16, and uh, she is an excellent person to talk to and hear from. And for that reason, I'm keeping this episode in my list to help you rebuild or rebrand yourself, even if you're over the age of 30. One of the most important things I think we can learn, especially as we get older, is that we can learn something from everybody, not just older than us, but sometimes younger than us. And I was excited to talk with Nordelise Vega. My youngest guest to date on the show, uh, Nordelise Vega, is 15 years old. She is a sophomore at Spackenkill High School in Poughkeepsie, New York. She believes very strongly that everyone has a voice and should be heard, especially those who are young people or teens. So she created the Dutchess, uh, Dutchess County's first Council of Teens, Dutchess County Council of Teens. Nordelise, thank you for being with me. Hi, thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I, I appreciate you penciling me in and your busy schedule. I know you've got lots of other interviews with the governor and the president and all those things, but thank you so much. Talk to me about what the Council of Teens is exactly. Yeah, of course. So the Council of Teens is actually also my Girl Scout Gold Award project, but it's a place where two to four representatives from each public school in Dutchess County gather together so we can discuss and vote on a topic that is extremely important to us so that we are able to take action in our community and hopefully help improve that problem. From a teen perspective, so did you get involved with this thinking that teens weren't active enough or teens weren't having their voice heard? Why, why did you jump on this project specifically? Specifically, I felt that it's really hard for teens' voices to be heard and not just put off as children, especially within local government. I feel like just because of how modern society is run, the mindset is often created that teens' voices are of a child and that they don't hold much weight, which I think is not true at all. And I feel like in order to make sure that people know how to participate in government when they get older, and also to give them a voice. I wanted to create the Dutchess County Council of Teens so that there is a specific platform for teenagers to get heard. Okay. When you say teens, is there a, a limitation? Uh, can someone get involved when they're 13, 14? Is it obviously mostly high school? You know, how uh, have, you, have you kind of phrased that with people? Like, do you have 12-year-olds that are like, oh, I want to get involved? No. Um, as of right now, it, we're keeping it to the high schools. I know when I had asked the high schoolers for representatives, I had asked specifically for a sophomore or junior and then also a senior so that um, when people go and leave the council, it just flows regularly and nicely. So as of now, it is specifically high school students because that gives us a good range of four years from around the age of 13 to 14 to up to 18. And by that point, they'll have learned enough where they might hypothetically vote or want to vote at 18? Yes. I keep them active. Okay. Very cool. Why, uh, why now? Like, why did, where did you come up with this, you know, the second? Why not a week ago? Why not a month ago? What made you say, you know what? I really got to jump on this. I got to do this. So during the summertime, especially because of um, quarantine and how schools were approaching reopening, I found it really hard as a teenager to get my voice heard, specifically in the fact um, that we weren't getting heard in terms of what we wanted in 
going back to school and especially especially because it's a topic that directly affects us and our level of learning we were basically being discredited and we weren't being taken into account I felt so I wanted a place where teens could gather and we could vote on the topic and just discuss and learn and also help participate in community service. Now, when you talk about the quarantine and, and going back to school, did you have a specific position that you took on whether or not you should have been able to go back to school earlier or later? Um, personally, I had felt that I wanted to get back to school as soon as possible just because um, online learning, I know for some students, can be definitely really challenging. It can cause grades to drop. Um, but currently this year, the council is focusing on the topic of mental health because, especially because of the pandemic and people not being able to see their friends, family, mental health has definitely seen a very strong and obvious decline, especially with um, among teenagers, because mm-hmm. you can't, if you can't go to school, sometimes you can't see your friends there that you would usually see. So we have seen, we had wanted to, um, help that how important do you think that is? And you bring up a good point. Everyone's talks about the learning aspect of going to school, but you could argue, maybe, maybe you do argue this, that the mental aspect and the social aspect, you know, is, is very important. Like we, people talk about rates of suicide and depression and alcoholism, not just with teens, but all adults kind of going up. Uh, was that a driving force as well? Like, you know, you may be a, you may be a well-adjusted teen hypothetically, uh, but not everyone is, and some people need that that social interaction. Yeah, definitely. I know I had spoken to a few people in the beginning of the process to get their take on how they felt with not going to school, and the almost all of them had said that one of the biggest things about wanting to go back to school was to be able to see the friends that they only see in school they don't really see outside of it. And I know personally, my social battery is it needs to be filled mm-hmm. a lot. And I know for a lot of people, it's definitely hard not being able to I don't, socially I don't interact. I think I've ever heard, I, I like that. My social battery, it needs to be, I don't think I've ever heard that before. Do you, do you own the copyright on that? You should put out, you should do that maybe before someone steals it. Um, I've heard it You've circle heard it around. All right, yeah. All right. You could tell everyone you made it up though. Social battery. The Dutchess County Council of Teens. What would you say you want to get out of this? in the long term. This this year you're focusing on mental health, but mm-hmm. a year from now, two years from now, or 10 years from now when you're not there and you're not a teen, what's the end goal for something like this? I want to make sure that teenagers, hopefully all around the country, are given a place to get their voices heard by local government because I find it is extremely important and extremely pressing, especially because we are the future of the country. So it's best to get these experience at a young age so that when we become the age of 18, where we're able to vote and really pay attention to the matters, um, I think it's extremely important to get the early experience and also to be recognized by local government because a lot of the issues that are voted on by adults directly affect teenagers. And the fact that we aren't able to have a say in that, I feel like is a problem that needs to be heavily addressed. And, oh, I'm just a kid. Like, they don't care about like, what I, can't I say. Do anything. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's good. Do you feel like from talking with teens or maybe even teachers or older people, you know, when you're talking with the politician, politician's first thought is, well, is this person going to donate to me or vote for me? And I guess you could donate to them, but you can't vote for them. Do you feel like you've been dismissed in the past by people that are older than you and this is now – People are taking notice. Oh, wow, this, she's doing something about it. 
Senator Susurino is my advisor for the project. And when I had pitched it to her, she was fully on board because she also thought that it was needed to be something, it was something that needed to be addressed. So personally, I think when talking with some of our more local government, I haven't experienced that problem, but I definitely feel like, because we do intend to go present onto Albany, possibly in May about Mm -hmm. mental health, because we conducted a survey and we want to start taking action. So I feel like when it gets up to the higher levels, I feel it definitely will get a little rocky with people not fully listening or just not seeing why mm-hmm. they need to and listen. this is state senator in New York State, Sue Serino, yes. who is your official sponsor? Um, right? What's the advisor. advisor? Okay, so you had come to her and asked her to be an advisor for you, mm-hmm. and she jumped on that. When it comes to dealing with young people now, especially now that you're trying to get maybe your friends or your classmates involved in politics and community service, do you feel like young people and teens are stepping up, or do you feel like eh, there's maybe still dropping the ball and there's more more to be done there? I feel like it's a mix of both. It really just depends on the person. I feel like for if someone is super passionate about some topic, they will obviously advocate for it if they know how to approach going about community service. I believe that they will do it. However, when it comes to the terms of speaking with local government and politics, because of the mindset that's been put into teenagers, like, oh, like you're so young, like it doesn't, your opinion doesn't really matter. I feel like it gets a lot harder for teens to speak up because one, it's extremely intimidating to go up to your legislator and talk about a um, a project or issue that's super important to you. So I feel like that causes for some inactiveness with teenagers, which is also something I hope to change. I remember I had a friend who ran for Congress and he won. And he told me the running joke in Congress is you get to Congress in Washington, D.C. And the first week in the first month, you ask yourself, oh, my gosh, how the heck did I get here? And then you deal with all the congressmen and congresswomen and you're like, how do these people get here? <laughs> I think a lot of people, maybe even teens, they're intimidated by these state legislators and they think they're these special people. And they're just people like everyone else. I mean, they ran for a specific reason, but they're no different than than everyone else. So I think it's great that you're bringing attention to that and you're getting more people involved. Uh, you mentioned the Girl Scouts. This was a project uh, you said the Gold Award? Is that- yeah. Girl Scout Gold Award is the highest award that you can receive as a Girl Scout. It's similar to the Boy Scouts. Um, Eagle Scout, I believe, is what it's called. Okay. Um, it's a solo project that you do. It's a minimum of 80 hours you have to put into the project to be able to um, receive the award. There are two lower rewards, um, the bronze and silver, which I have also completed. Um, so when, obviously, because I'm a senior now in Girl Scouts, and I'm in high school, I'm able to achieve my gold award over the next few years. So that is the re- one of the reasons why I wanted to start this project. So it was a good way for me to take action, but also get my gold award done because the amount of hours I've put into this project so far, only after a few months of it going on, has been insane. Yeah. So what made you want to get involved in the Girl Scouts? So I got involved, I believe it was kindergarten, and mainly it was because my mom wanted me to join, at least in the beginning. Now I love it, and um, I've made so many friends. But in the beginning, she had also been a Girl Scout, and she wanted me to have the same experiences, great experiences that she had growing up, So, and I've kept with it since. I got to ask you, favorite Girl Scout cookie flavor, or flavor, is that the right way to say? Cookie, just type, favorite cookie. It's discontinued now, but I was, 
I definitely like the Savannah Smiles. And the new lemon cookie is also really good. I don't even remember the Savannah Smiles. Has that been lost to history? What, what kind of cookie was that? It ended like a year or maybe two years ago. I don't necessarily remember. It was like this little orange slice shaped cookie that okay. was lemon flavored and had powdered sugar on it. All right. It was really good. Don't say anything just yet. On the count of three, at the same time, we're both going to say the most overrated Girl Scout cookie on the count of three. One, two, three. Samoa. What? So are you kidding? Samoa is the most overrated? Yeah. I mean, personally, I, I don't like coconut, so that what? also might be why. I thought we were friends. Man. Oh. I don't know how you say that. Okay. All right. All right. You're the guest. I'm going to be kind. I think Samoas are great. I think they're the best cookie. Tagalongs are a close second because peanut butter and chocolate. How can you go wrong with that? Thin mints. I cannot get behind thin mints. I think they're good. They're really good frozen. Like if I, you, you know, keep them. In I've the heard freezer. the same exact thing. I've heard the same thing, and I haven't even I haven't tested. I don't love mint as like a food. I like mint as my toothpaste and for like to freshen my breath. <laughs> but I'm not like eating mint. I don't love eating mint. But okay, all right, all right, understood. Understood. Talk to me about Girl Scout cookies. It's it's we're recording this in in early March 2021, uh, and. It's cookie season, right? I feel yeah. like it's always cookie season, but there's very specific cookie season. How does that uh, how does that go? Is that stressful? Um, it is a little stressful because I know, at least when I was younger, I don't necessarily do it now, but I would go um, door, to door, door to door in my neighborhood. Obviously, I couldn't do that this year because of Corona, um, but I would go door to door and that's super stressful in itself. But um, I know my troop does cookie booths a lot. Which is fun because like you're sitting at a table, like going up to people being like, hey, do you want to get some Girl Scout cookies? Obviously, again, we can't do that this year, Um, but it's definitely a fun thing. And it also helps build a lot of um, one leadership and two, also when you're having to deal with the money and count it and give people back their change. It also helps with that. Okay. Now the Girl Scouts, your troop once in a while, what's the name of your troop? Troop 101006, I believe. 101006. Out of uh, Poughkeepsie area or Hudson Valley of New York, Troop 1010 Yeah. Okay. And you have uh, plans for trips that you are going to take? We do. We were talking about before? Yes. Okay. Um, so actually, two years ago, two years ago, we had gone to Bali, Indonesia as a troop. I had completed my silver award there and we... In Bali, obviously, we did a lot of fun things. We went to the beach. We went to this place called um, the Bali Swing, which was a lot of fun. You were like on a swing going over rice fields. Mm. Um, But we had also gone to an environmental school there and taught children how to make um, different sort of craft-like things out of um, plastic bags and bottle caps and plastic bottles because there's also a large amount of pollution there because it's so close to the beach. And then... There are um, trash piles nearby as well because it's obviously an island. Um, but yeah, and then hopefully, n- yeah. What's in your the next trip? Yeah, summer of twenty twenty two. We haven't decided yet. Okay, but we hope to a either go to Japan or go someplace in Europe. Okay, I would give you a thumbs up on both of those. Fantastic. Are either one of those um, a trip that you've had your eye on for a while? Is there like one go-to, like before you die, you want to travel to this place? 
Um, I definitely want to go to Japan mm. like a lot. I'm, I love a um the culture and everything there, and I also I think it's an extremely beautiful country, and their technology there is also super cool, and it's just a place that I want to go to. Yeah, Japan was awesome. I was in there for about ten days. Best piece of sushi I've ever had. A lot of great food, but that's kind of how I travel, just eating things all over the place. From a Girl Scout, when you first got involved, you were a Daisy Brownie? What is Daisy. Daisy. I remember my sister was in Girl Scouts. Daisy, then Brownie, then Girl Scout? Uh, is that how it goes? No. So everything is considered a Girl Scout. So it's Daisy Brownie Jr. Cadet. Cadet. Okay. And then I think it's Senior. Okay. And then it's Ambassador. Gotcha. So from being a Daisy... Versus being a, what are you now? I'm a senior. You're a senior. Obviously, when you're four, five, six years old, you're not paying attention to maybe the politics of it. But how has Girl Scouts changed from when you were a kid? Is it, do you, is it more community service oriented? Do you feel like you have a, more of a voice now? Obviously, you know, being five years old, you're just you know, doing crafts maybe. Um, so with Girl Scouts, obviously, which each level you go up, the badges you get um, change. But it really, it's more about the troops and what the troops do with their girls. The biggest change that I had saw was when my mom decided to branch out and create a new troop. And that's when we started doing things more oriented with community service and getting our awards rather than just doing the fun patches and like um, the arts and crafts. Are there projects that you would like to get involved with for your local trip troop or maybe projects you would like the national group to be more involved in? Um, I think community service is a big thing in general. I'm pretty sure our service unit does do a big community service thing once a year. I don't know if it's that's, if that's happening this year. Right, okay. But I think just general community service as a whole would be great. Now, we're in, the, we're in the Hudson Valley of New York, so Poughkeepsie area, about 90 minutes north of New York City. What do you think are some local opportunities you'd like to get involved? We talked a little bit about mental health. Are there things in the Hudson Valley that you want to do more of specifically since this is your home? Obviously, I'm just going to go back to mental health here, but Mm -hmm. I believe mental health in schools, there's a lot of stigma against it um, going like, oh, like um, I don't need to worry people about my problems or like, oh, like I'm being told it's just a phase. So I think talking about mental health in schools more is definitely a big thing that I think needs to be addressed even if it's just having like the 1-800 suicide prevention number in classes or like announced at the beginning of the day, because, you know, it's such a tricky thing because there's also a big thing about um, talking about suicide prevention. There's a mindset out there that isn't actually true because I've spoken to professionals about it, that if you talk about suicide prevention, it may put the thought of suicide into someone's mind, which isn't true. If the thought isn't already there talking about um the prevention of suicide won't put it in, which I think is a big thing that needs to be told and put out there so that it is talked more about in schools and not just in a unit in a health class once in four years. I don't want you to to name any names or anything, but do people see you as being more in tune with these issues where they say, wow, you know, Nordelis really cares. Have you had friends or classmates talk to you about mental health issues or something, you know, things like that? Um, not specifically about mental health issues, but I've definitely had, um, teachers come to me and congratulate me telling me I'm doing great things so far, which has been really encouraging knowing that it's getting out there to the people and that people are becoming aware of it and that they also support, um, what I'm trying to achieve. Besides 
Girl Scouts and the Dutchess County Council of Teens, what else is, is driving you? What are your, your other hobbies or interests? So surprisingly, I'm actually not that interested in politics. I'm more of a community service and like advocacy kind of person. So I'm really passionate about that. And I guess um, friends and family, surprisingly, has played a big role into it because I always want to make sure that everyone is getting, one, the help that they need and that they don't feel overlooked by anyone. Now, remind our our listeners, I said it earlier, how old you are. I'm 15. I was talking with your mother before and we had talked about your quinceañera. Which oh, I know I'm going to get railed over for pronouncing like a typical white person. No, it was fine. It's quinceanera. Can you pronounce it for me? Yeah, quinceanera. I can't do that, but okay. And you have not had this yet because of, of no. COVID, so it's been slightly delayed. Talk to me about that as someone who, other than what I watched in when I was a kid in, in high school, the video in my Spanish class, knows nothing about that. All right. Um, so a quinceanera is similar to a sweet 16. In the old days, in the past, it was when... Um, a woman was introduced to the um, society as a woman and that she would be able to date and then also get married like a year later. Okay. That's exactly what's on your mind right now, I'm sure. Right? Okay. <laughs> but um, now it's really just a celebration of family and friends celebrating old culture. There's traditional ceremony that's done in the church where you have the changing of the shoe. So you go from a flat to a heel and then you also change from a headband to a crown as well. And Dresses, at least in the Puerto Rican culture, are traditionally white, which is what I'm doing for my dress as well. Now, has that been exciting, stressful, nerve wracking, you know, delayed a month, delayed another month? Like what's what's going through your mind on it? It's definitely a bit of everything. So originally it was planned and we were supposed to have like a waltz, which we were rehearsing for and everything, because that's also a traditional part of the party. You have a waltz with the court. The court is your closest friends. It ranges from having just a few to having up to 15 in a guy's and a girl's court. But now it's kind of getting, it definitely is getting a little frustrating because we've put it off twice and it's getting so close to my 16th birthday that it's almost a sweet 16 right. at this point. Okay. Do you get two presents? If, if you have a 15th, is that like being born like the day before Christmas, you get two presents, birthday? Is that how it works? I don't think so. Okay. Nordelise, how can someone learn more about the Dutchess County Council of teens website facebook anything like that so we have a facebook instagram and twitter i know our twitter is at council of teens the same thing is for the instagram at council of teens and i believe it's also the same thing for the facebook so we have our one have our survey for teenagers linked there for um teenagers in the duchess county and two we're going to be posting um updates about the council, what we're doing, if we're presenting anytime soon, and if we are presenting and it's virtual, a link to go view it. Very good. Well, I expect big things from you, Nordelise, in the future. Uh, if you're interested more about the Dutchess County Council of Teens or how Nordelise Vega is getting teens and young people more involved in politics, and specifically her project right now is learning about mental health, I will post uh, some uh, some links in the description below. Uh, if you are listening or, or watching or reading on my website, Nordelise Vega, thank you so much for joining me. It was an honor and I wish you all good things. And, and hopefully the next time we speak, uh, we can talk about how wrong you were about your cookie choice uh, for the Girl Scout cookies and the vastly underrated Samoas 
but I think not. I think you're going to stick to your guns is my thought. Yeah. Um, okay. Thank you so much for having me and speaking with me today. Absolutely. Absolutely. 